Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second episode of The Googly. After multiple failed attempts, two deleted episodes, we now sit here covering the South Africa and India match. If maybe this podcast is successful enough, one day we could probably release those as Patreon episodes. But right now, I think that's a little bit more than we can true, because we can barely get this shit covered. How are you tonight, Shash? I am doing fantastic. It definitely is tonight. It's 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 pretty much midnight. Um. So yeah, we've been kind of delaying this all day until right now. But let's see how it goes. I'm it's really excited the time to talk of about the champions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Guys, this is we're on the road to becoming Australasia's biggest Indian cricket podcast. That was not a string of words you ever thought you were going to hear in your life, but now you are. So subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Reels, YouTube Shorts. You know everything. We're all Gen Z anyway. Well, Shash, how did it feel to get sworn in different languages such as Hindi and Urdu and English at the same time after talking about Pakistan's performance in the World Cup? It was uh, it was quite interesting, you know. Oh. Uh, I, 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 we knew that they would get uh, quite a bit of hate, but it was fun in a way. You know? I, I enjoyed obviously... it. I was like, yes, I'm glad they didn't use English. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> nothing like someone commenting your mother's genitalia in the morning. First thing, it's like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just waking up to that. It's it's, it's slightly beautiful, eh? Perfect. From the mother tongue, too. It just, oh, yeah. It just it gets you in the mood for the day. You know, blood blood is flowing through your veins. Adrenaline's coursing. It's just you're ready, you're ready <laughs> to take the bull by its horns. Well, I mean, it is cricket, right? Absolutely. Starting on this series, Shash, did you know that this series with India, the South African cricket board is going to make so much money, it's actually going to recoup their losses for the last three years they've had. So they're going to make it. around $70 million. I did actually know that. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit in the last podcast, just anticipating this series. The deleted episode. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we deleted the episode, yes. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, what a, what a fantastic fact. And, and you know, that's absolutely absurd. You know, $60 million from, from basically two 70. games. <laughs> no, no, look, there's what? There's three T20s, I think, two ODIs, and no, three T20s, three ODIs, and two test games. So that, you know... They're playing about eight to nine games, so it's, you know. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I thought you meant just uh, with this T20. No, no. So the South African tour, they're going to okay. recoup essentially all of their money from the South African tour. So the South African cricket <laughs> borders. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> you just made that so bloody awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the one that wasn't replying. Not my fault. <laughs> um, I mean, what, what was the what was the pitch they played on today? Yes, I think they were. They played. They played uh, yesterday or the day before that. From what I can tell, it was a pretty standard pitch. It was rainy weather, so you know there was a bit of a um, Duckworth and Lewis that got brought into play. I know that's your first kind of instance of it. Yeah. Uh, you didn't watch the India and New Zealand match. I think the first time they played in, uh, you know, they they had DLS come into play then. New Zealand, Pakistan, and DLS, but yeah. um, it's essentially a system of calculating a new target in a new number of balls to you know make sure that factors like weather and all this can be accounted for to not make sure in it to make sure the game is still played and to you know just not make a complete waste of the day right no i mean i i thought it was a, i thought it was an absolutely fantastic match to be very honest um yeah. i thought both teams had a pretty strong performance with with mm. quite a few outliers that i really didn't That's expect <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna have a big discussion about it today. Oh, the Pakistanis are gonna love this episode today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, guys like, you know, Addy's in absolute, like, 
I don't even know what to call it, like in a shitting on mood on India today. Um, I look, love I mean, that country I and I love those 11 players so much. So when they play with such veracity, <laughs> that's a very good way. You've stolen, <laughs> you haven't stolen the words out of my mouth, but that's a very good way to put it. When they play that way, it really breaks your heart as a fan. It really breaks your heart as someone who's seen these, you know, seen the men in blue play for so long, right? Mm. Um, from the point of view as someone who knows the sport a little bit more technically, it's, you know, I, I don't really blame them. They've just come from a really, really, really big loss in the World Cup. So you can understand why they may have a little bit of a broken psychology. But, you know, I reckon it's done, it's done, dust it off, move on. There's, you know, there's another World Cup coming in June and there's another, you're only world champions for about six months with the new roster the ICC's made. So dust yourself off, get ready, win the cup in June, win the cup in, uh, in 25 in Pakistan. That hasn't been confirmed yet. If the BCC gets pissed off enough, they'll shift it to UAE again. And um, that's where the money is. That's where the money is, right? Let's be real, you know, and win it again in 26, win it again and win the Ultimate prize, as Rochama quoted it, I believe, today or yesterday, in 27. You know, there's there's actually what, what does that some mean? talk what, what, what up do you from Rochama that he's, he's, um, he's going to play the 27 World Cup. He was referring to it as, you know, as a child, you grow up and you watch 50 of his cricket. Yeah. And you see that, you know, that was kind of, and he dubbed it the ultimate prize. The 27. And, sorry? The 27. No, no, no. The 50 over World Cup. Winning that is the ultimate prize in cricket, according to Rohit Sharma. Right. The ODI. The ODI World Cup, correct. 50 okay, over okay. World Cup. So, because right. that's that's what they've grown up seeing, right? Gautam Gambhi mm. shared a very similar um, point of view when he won his 2011 World Cup. And he, he actually said on record, he's like, I wasn't, I rate my 2011 performance <laughs> a little bit higher than my 2007 one because I had just seen... 50 over cricket growing up as a child. So I have a little bit of a special place for that 50 over game mm. in my heart. So, you know, in the interview at the end, he, he was, you know, of course, you, after such a big loss, after such a huge tournament, you know, after a really great campaign up till that last damn game, um, anyone would be as distraught. Us as fans are as distraught. So imagine how, you know, how kind of poor the mental psyche of the Indian team is right now. So he, he was kind of going, I, I really don't know how to get over this. I didn't know what to do. You know, it just, you know, the day moves on, but it just didn't feel like that for me. And towards the end of that interview, he said that, you know, he's going to try and he's going to go for another ultimate prize. And a lot of fans are speculating that he's going to try and stick around for the 27 Cup. Wow, that, that that's amazing. You know, that would definitely be leaving a legacy and more pass, like, one more important thing for him. Of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. And then, you know, I mean, obviously that's a huge personal milestone for this guy. He's done a lot for the team and, and yeah. that's, that, that's Two amazing. Two double but... centuries. Really? Two double centuries in international ODIC. He is on record going to be one of the greatest white baller crickets to ever have picked a bat up. When we see his records in, you know, five, mm. ten years, we're going to go, shit, that guy was a freak. And you've That's got to understand, insane. right? The first kind of phase of his career, he was not the player we saw in that World Cup. Mm. Right? No, that, that's what I've heard. He got a lot of hate, right? Because he didn't perform consistently. He didn't play in the 2011 World Cup. He's been playing since yeah. 2008, I believe, though, for India, internationally. So he's been around for a while. Yeah. You know, he's been around for a while. Uh, maybe 2008, I think I'm going a little bit too early, but he's been around for a while. He's played for more than a decade for the team. And, um, you know, it's just, he, I, I believe he debuted before Kohli, before my wow. my king. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
he is gonna have he has one of the most prolific careers Critics. after not being one of the you know best batsmen at the start then he started no. opening and his just career skyrocketed from there yeah he turned it around but let, let's bring it back to the to the game and Absolutely. you know we we spoke a little bit about Gil uh last week and i'm really interested to to hear your thoughts on on gil and and yashasvi as well because they had a partnership to start the game off right well what did you think of gil well look you know i mean coming from the odis i think i think he had some some great shots i thought i mean obviously he's a very talented batsman when he wants to be but honestly i mean he's he's been absolutely shocking the last few times that i've seen him and it's just been disappointment after disappointment i was really excited to see where he went after mm. watching the India-Pakistan match, because I think he mm. did a really good job in that game, right? Um, and I don't know, man. I've just kind of been disappointed. I've been really disappointed. You know, he didn't make a single run. It's just, it's it's sad. I hope he does better in Johannesburg. You know, last time you mentioned something really great that I really like saying, you know, the reason the players are there are for batsmen to make mistake hey. and for bowlers to bowl really good bowls. Yeah. So there's no 100%. point really commenting that, oh, the batsman made a mistake. And after view- reviewing that bowl, and please, you know, if anyone sees this and disagrees with me, comment down below. That really pushes for the algorithm. I'm begging <laughs> you to comment. But, you know, I, I didn't, I thought that bowl was quite standard. I thought it was a really quite average bowl. And I thought there's no way, you know, that was no way a magic delivery. Yeah. That was something quite normal. Yep. And I think he just missed the ball. I think he made his mistake. And, you know, like you said last time, that they're there to make mistakes. They're there to mess up and they're there to get out. And the days they don't, that's why we tune in to watch the game, right? Yeah. But I just feel that as good as, as good as Gil, as good as he can be, he just isn't as competitive as I think he needs to be. I think, you know, if... I think a lot of players got about half the chance he did. And I think they, you know, not to say that he's not a good player at all. Shubham Gill is, you know, one of the most talented players that's going to come. But I've I've been hearing that he's going to come for so long now. He's going to come up in the international scene and he's going to absolutely set it on fire. You know, and, and, and the question begs to be asked, is is he really as good as he's made out to be? Boo. No, I mean, look, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. I just, I don't know. Uh, you know, at the mm. end of the day, I, I do feel like he has a lot of hype behind him. Like, I see so many edits of this guy, <laughs> like, everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. cringe, but but it's facts, you know, and I just expected a lot from him. I think, I think as you said, like, I didn't think that the ball was anything special. Like, I haven't seen too many, but it just kind of looked like a standard ball, right? Mm. Um, I also do think that, Obviously, you know, two wickets in the first five balls for South Africa is fucking incredible. They did you know? really well. And I, I cannot even imagine the kind of psychological triumph they felt before the game even started. You know, before an over was even finished. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it really set them on a trajectory to be confident, to be grounded, to play it calm and composed. And I think that's what they did. They didn't take too many risks, uh, apart from that run out, which we'll talk about later. But... <laughs> You know, I, I really, I really laughed out loud at that. That that was fucking hilarious. But yeah, I, I thought they did fantastic. And then you know, Yashasvi and 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 Shubman, you know, really set them off the success. 
<laughs> Look, I mean, I've got a few notes for Gil here. So if there's any, you know, any stat or any note here that kind of catches you up, God, let me know. But in ODI cricket, approximately 62%, well, the statistic would have changed in size since I wrote this since last night's game, but 62% of his wickets have come from being caught. 62% of his dismissals have come from being caught. Well, right, so the leg bold is not as common as it is for someone like Gil. I, in memory, I don't remember the last time he was, you know, he, he got out via LBW. And the way he plays is he has an aggressive arsenal and he has a defensive arsenal and his playing style is an amalgam of both. And depending on the conditions, depending on where he is and depending on how he needs to play, each stroke comes out and depending on the bowl, of course, you know, and that is why he is as high rated as he is. Because of how varied his shots are at such a young age, right? And one more thing that I think makes Shubham Gill something really, really, you know, it makes him a really powerful player is actually his stance. You know, what we see in this game right now and what allows, what he does is he actually stands a little bit back than what the conventional batsman stands, you know, in today's game. And what that does is it allows the batsman to have more time. When you're going to watch... You know, I, I really want you to do this next time you're watching a game yeah. of cricket. If you have the time, watch it, you know, watch tonight's game. But I really want yeah. you to yeah. see yeah. how he yeah. bats. And I want you to compare, you know, a, an opening partnership or, sorry, an opening partner or open up a, you know, an old game of another more seasoned batsman like Virat or, you know, another opener like Shikadavan or Rohit Sharma. And see where they stand yeah. and see where Gil stands. You're actually going to find that Gil looks like he has a little bit more time. Rohit also has, you know, uh, that's a really common compliment you're going to hear for Rohit as well. And you're going to see that they have a little bit more time and they have a little bit, you know, they have a fraction more of that second yeah. because they're standing, you know, a foot closer to the wickets. Yeah. They right? can time They can time that bat a lot better. They can step in if they need to as well. And it gives them space and time to actually react to the ball being exactly. played. Exactly. And if needed, they can step on their back foot a lot easier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, and this is, I think, a change that, you know, it's cricket is a game of instinct. Cricket yep. is a game of hard training, of hard muscle memory. You need to make sure that these instincts are honed and ready to go. Yeah. Right? A second later... Hitting a shot a second later could mean the difference between something going for six and something going for, you know, being caught in the fielder's hands. Yeah. So when you have that yeah, extra second to look at the ball and react, that actually goes a very long way in kind of setting you apart from a lot of different batsmen. So the conversation of him, you know, about is he overrated? I, I don't think he's overrated, but I don't think he is the batsman who he wants to be at the moment either. You know, everyone wants to go out there and win games for their country. But I really do think that he, in T20s at least, needs to go back to the drawing board. He has some really great knocks. I'm not denying that. He's made hundreds for, you know, 200 strike rates. There is no denial about that. He is the youngest player to have a double century. He has got some impeccable records to his name. But how long are we going to kind of use his records to justify a relatively lackluster performance from him in the last three to four months. And, you know, a question needs to be had about his form saying, are you really there to create a long partnership with the opening batsman? Or are you there for a quick fire 30, 40 from a 200 strike rate and for your anchors to then take the game deep? And 
I think there's just no clarity around that from a fan's perspective. So, you know, that question I think also needs to be raised a little bit further. Wow. I mean, I, I thought that was really insightful. I didn't know, first of all, that he was the youngest player to make a double century. That's that's amazing. That's that's a huge milestone. I, I, I am curious, though, because... I think know, youngest I mean, player, youngest Indian player, one of the two. Right. I mean, I mean, look, either way, I am curious as to why he hasn't been performing. Is it the pressure? Is it like the media pressure? Is it the fan pressure? Is it the fact that, you know, people expect so much from him and he just absolutely crumbles under that? Is it just the fact that he's just in a bad patch at the moment? Like, I mean, what is it? Because he he looks like he looked like he was in form kind of during the ODIs, right? Yes. Look, before we say that, just to confirm it was Shubham Gill that's the youngest player to make a double century. But, you know, going on to your question, Shash, it's just... To be really honest with you, man, I have no clue. You know, mm. I can sit here and go, oh, you know, what he gets back home from the media is crazy. I don't think the media is very harsh on him, to be really honest with you. Um, mm. I think he's, you know, he's quite... He's given quite a lot of accolades in that regard where, you know, he's he's set to be the next... I think the media's quite kind on him. Yeah. And I don't think... You know, I don't think it's pressure. I do think it's just maybe a lean patch. Maybe he's trying to recalibrate. Maybe he's not used to playing three different formats all at the same time, all at once, yeah. right? That's he tough. started off with test cricket. Ooh. Now he's playing T20 cricket. And you've got to understand, right? A lot of the batsmen that we're seeing right now are not used to 200 strike rates. A lot of them play really similar to how anchors play, where they, you know, start off, take their time to get set in their crease, and then they kind of launch once they know they're set and they've made and they've taken the game deep for their team, you know? Um, there's there's this really key criticism, and not a criticism, there's this really key difference between English, Australian, and, you know, uh, Indian batsmen and batsmen from the subcontinent, where... You're going to see an English batsman when they want to leave a ball, they're going to pick that bat up and they're going to deflect it through their body. Mm. If there's a ball that an Indian batsman does not want to play, they will block it with their bat. And it's, it's just basic things like this, right? A lot of gra grassroots Indian coaching tells you to, you know, really get your bat on the ball and actually, that's how you know you're kind of informed and you've got a certain amount of balls in and you're, you're, you're menta mentally, once you're that, you feel like you've got it. And maybe it's just that. Maybe he just hasn't spent enough time. Maybe it's just, you know, hey, do this, kind of do that, try this, try that. When he used to play under 19 cricket, he, was, mm. he used to play number three. He was an anchor, right? So maybe it's just different training, warring all at him, you know, all at once. So that question really, I think I have no answers to, but I think at the same time, he doesn't have answers to, because I don't think he's doing as terribly as, you know, me and you are talking about, but I do think he needs to pick the slack up when the pressure hits. I think under the big moments, you want to, you want to win the game so bad for your country that you start to overthink your game. And I'm not going to say he's never played a crunch knock. You know, one of the most famous Indian wins was in 2019-2020 series to Australia at the Gabba. You know, I've told you glories about that game, but I don't yeah. think you understand the um, the vicissitudes and how kind of difficult that game was to win for India, right? What kind of word is vicissitudes? What does that well, even mean? Well, I don't think people understand the waves <laughs> that game created. Okay, okay. Right? Um, a cultural shift. A cultural shift. 
where you had no established player. You had Rohit Sharma in the team, and he's not a test player. Yeah. He plays in the test squad, but he's not a test player yeah, per se. He got out. He was an early wicket. It was Shubman Gill that took a knock of 91 and got India into a place where they could actually chase a target down. Yeah. Pujara stood there, and he played the anchor's role that game, but it was Rishabh Pant, and it was Shubman Gill. Yeah that scored the runs that day. So there's no argument that I can possibly give you to say that he can't play under pressure. However, I do think that maybe there's a sway from his game. Maybe something's going on mentally. Maybe, you know, there's just some sort of change in training, some sort of change in form that's causing him to play the way he is. But to be really blunt with you, I'm not impressed with his form for the last six months or so. Shit, man. Well, look, I I didn't know that you were like that unimpressed with him for the last six months. I I think... You know, I'm really excited to see how he does in Johannesburg because I think you told me that he knows those conditions a little bit better. So, let, you know, let's see how he goes tonight. But look, I, I mean, I want to bring you to, to Surya Kumar Yadav, right? And I know we shot on him a little bit in the last, uh, last week. But wow, dude. I mean, he made a milestone in, in, in his half-century count in T20s. I think he did a fantastic mm. job. He had some beautiful mm. shots. And a great partnership with Tilak too. You know, I was really surprised with with the way that Tilak played. I don't think he played in the last T Twenty with Australia, but I was really impressed. You know, I thought, I thought they had a fantastic partnership. Well. Say that again. I thought both Tilak and Suryakumar Yadav did really well. To be honest, mm, no, one hundred percent. You know, I, I think I think in this game, I really got a look at Yadav's style and how he mm. does have more shots to play than just the 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 uppercut. Is that what it's called? <laughs> An uppercut? No, it's called but, supla shot. It's called the sky shot. Supla. Sky shot. What, supla is that, shot. Is that the actual name? Yeah, that's that's what he calls it. I'm pretty sure he calls it the supla, supla shot. Wow. S-U-P-L-A. He, he, sky is a very experienced campaigner. Mm. And people don't give him credit for that. He's played in the domestic circuits and he's played in the IPL for so very long that him making that transition to the Indian team was, you know, no doubt. It took effort, but not as big a deal as people make it out to be. Um, but, you know, last time, just to give the viewers, the 20 people that see the podcast, including my mum. Hi, mum. Hi, Shashwit's mum. <laughs> you know, but um, for a little bit more context for the viewers, um, the thing about, you know, we were discussing about Sky and, you know, why is he as high rated as he is? And Shash had certain questions about, you know, his performance and, he wasn't really impressed with him coming out of the World Cup and he wasn't really, you know, he didn't see anything to really overturn that as grand as, you know, um, as what we make it out to be in that Australia series. So he was a little bit puzzled as to why he has the reputation he does. And I think that's changed a little bit after this game. Oh, 100%. It's, it's changed, you know. I, I really saw some great technique. I think him and Philip both had some really nice helicopter shots and they're still really novel to me. You know what I mean? Like, I just think they look so cool. You know, the way they just flick it and, and you know, they're just, it's it's a very skilled shot, you know, using the pace of the ball to to really get those boundaries as well. And I you don't know who came up you... with that shot. Kohli. Thala! MS Dhoni, number seven. Oh, wow. Chennai fans assemble. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anything for the likes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you know, I, I was very 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 impressed and it's it's a shame that that you know both of those guys were 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 caught out um you know maybe just giving it a bit too much air i i guess but 
I don't know, fantastic, absolutely fantastic uh, partnership from both of them. I think the boundaries of this game were just a little bit more wide than, you know, what you're really accustomed to in South Africa. We were talking about Johannesburg earlier. It was It's got a smaller boundary, and I think the conditions suit Asian players a little bit more because they're yeah. just a little bit more used to those conditions, and that's why it suits it more just for you, Shunch. No, I mean, so, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and you know, j- just sort of moving on a little bit from that, you know, I mean, I thought Tillich did a great job. He was a little bit short-lived, but he did great. And then when Rinku came in, like, I mean, th- there's no question about it, right? I mean, Rinku did bloody amazing. What a player. Yes. What a player. We were talking about him last week, and we're going to talk about him again. I think we're going to be talking about him a lot on this podcast because, goddamn, I mean, my guy's got a jawline akin to the Greek gods. You know what I mean? Akin to that meme. You know you know the handsome Squidward meme? It's like it's like that shit. You know what I mean? And, oh my goodness, bro, what, what a player. What an absolute player. You know, I, I told you last time Rinku Singh, Rinku Singh's story, right? And how kind mm. of poor a house he came from, right? And I think to come from that and to, you know, have your father and your brothers all kind of work and work for, you know, a, a CNG yeah. or a gas company. The accommodation that I believe Rinku Singh lived in at one point in Aligarh, his company provided for him. Wow. So, to be really honest with you, Shash, he's an absolute inspiration. I He's an absolute inspiration to me. I, there are times, you know, where I, I look at his story, I read it, and I just, I revel at it. Him and Jess Wells as well. I'll, I'll tell you Jess Wells in a little bit. I'm very sure you, you don't know about that. I don't. And mm. I really think, in hindsight, I think having that sort of conditions and that sort of upbringing, that's really quite tough. Yeah. Keeps him really kind of calm and composed. composed, right? Because once you've seen that sort, once you've seen that sort of lifestyle, even if you do okay, you know, he's done well in the IPL. Financially, he's sorted for the rest of his life, right? Once you see those sort of conditions, I think nothing phases you. Virat Kohli had very similar conditions, not in terms of poverty, but his... His father died at a very young age. Yeah. Right? And Delhi was about to lose the game domestically for Virat Kohli. And as you know, in Indian last rites, it's one of the most important things to make sure that your whole family is there, especially, you know, the men of the household. And Virat Kohli told his family not to cremate his father until he gets back. He won, not won the game, but he made sure, he made sure that Delhi did not lose that game and then he came home and performed his last rites for his father. So, similarly with Rinku Singh, you know, once you've seen that sort of mental state, that that develops a different level of mental strength, I believe. And it's just nothing phases you. You know, I'm, I'm getting very, you know, genuinely goosebumps right now thinking of both of those stories. And I, they, you know, him, Kohli, Jaiswal are such big inspirations in my life. And, you know, it's just, it it really makes you believe if they can do it and if they can do it through conditions that were in, you know, invariably harder than what I'm facing right now, why can't I? Yeah. Jaswal was homeless most of his life. Really? He used to sell um, food at a street vendor's yeah, store to make money. Golgappe, chaatwala. And that's how he started, 
You know, he used to live in a tent next to a pitch so he could play cricket and watch. That's insane. He, you know, there's there's a conversation about Jaswal's form not being able... You know, Jaswal and Tilak, I feel, at the moment at least, are playing quite superficially where they're just not able to capitalize on those opportunities. Tilak, not so much, but Jaswal especially, and really take it to big scores. We know Jaswal can make really big scores. We've seen him. He did that on debut at his test game, so... You know, maybe it's that same argument to be made with Gil where you're accustomed to playing a certain style and now you're kind of backtracking and changing that. But to say that Jaswal can't play fast is absolute garbage. The yeah. boys made 50 runs in the IPL, which is the... The IPL is more competitive to get into than the World Cup. It, right. I, I will say it can be harder to play in the IPL than it is to play in the World Cup. That's he insane. has made 50 runs in 13 balls there. Bruh? 13 balls. That is incredible. That's a strike rate, man. <laughs> so, you know, it's that same conversation with Dilek and with Jessel. These players are obviously very talented, but mm. I just don't think they've been able to find the sort of patch to get them into those really big scores. And I think they're craving something in there. It's right around the corner for him, for Gil and for, you know, Verma. But I think it's just, it's high time it came. And, mm. you know, Rinku Shing is kind of the opposite to that, where he, I dare say... In nearly any game he's played, he's gotten so close to his 50 so convincingly that I was really quite shocked to hear that the game that we saw, that was his first 50. I thought he'd made a few before. Really? Was that his first yeah. 50? Exactly, right? His first, you know, his first big stint in international cricket, he won a game. He chased 31 runs down off six or five balls, I believe. That same tournament, he constructed and crafted a really long innings, similar to what he did today. Rinku Shing, I believe, is the player of, you know, he is the future of Indian cricket in regards to that he can smash a ball out of the park for six, but when he needs to, he can craft an innings. He thinks. There was one shot he played in the Australia series where he just kind of flicked it off, you know, yeah. uh, towards the kind of uh, offside of the boundary. And it was smart cricketing. It wasn't a glorious slap of the ball where he slaps it out for six. He can do that, and he's very well aware that he can do that. But he uses his brain, and that's why one of my favorite things about him, where he doesn't play mindless shots. He's not trying to hit every single ball for six, but he keeps the strike moving. He keeps mm. slapping the ball for fours. He finds boundaries, and when he needs to, he can win a game. He can win 12 runs off two balls. He can yep. win five runs, six runs off one ball. You know? Uh, there's comparisons made to him and Mahindra Singhoni. I dare say right now, let's backtrack a little bit. And it's that same thing. Let's stop putting these tags on young players. Let let them develop their own game. You know, mm. before, you know, Prithvi Shaw was touted out to be the next Sachin Tendulkar. I'll, I'll tell you about Prithvi Shaw in a little bit. Gil is said to be the next Virat Kohli. Jaswal is said to play a lot like Rohit Sharma. Why not let these players play their own way? Let them develop their own style. Let them make their own mistakes, you know? Obviously, move it on. You don't want to make too long a mistake. Come on, boys. But let's not put these tags on these players. And, you know, it's that same thing with Rinku. Let's not put the tag of the finisher and of this or of that. He can, I, he can do any role. He can play any damn batting role in a team at this point. He can craft an innings when needs. He can finish a game off if required. Right? This is the sort of intent we need to see. I dare say if Rinku had the strike rather than Jadeja in that last over, 
India uh-huh. potentially could have had another 12 runs on the board. And I think that maybe, just maybe, would have put them ahead in DLS. Wow. You know, I think I think that's fair enough, you know. And just, just a few things. I First of all, you know, it, what, you, what you said just now sounds like a pencil advert. I remember watching in India. It's like, oh, you know, you can be the next Einstein. You can be the next Newton. No, I want to be the next me. Me. I want to be the first me. <laughs> and then you're absolutely right. You know, the more we compare um, them to previous legends or people who've left a big legacy in the game or in the sport, you, you, the less are actually given the space to develop their own their own game and their own absolutely persona. I think I think what I've noticed from Rinku Singh is as exactly as you said. You know, he's a very strategic player. He understands his place in the order, and he plays accordingly to that. You know, it mm. depends on how the people have done before him in this game it was pretty average right i mean in the grand scheme of things and i I guess he decided to go for the long game right and he did he did fantastic as this you know he didn't move too fast i guess but but you know i don't i I thought his striker was was pretty decent as well like how how many did he make i think 68 of um how many balls 39 something 39 balls yeah 68 of 39 balls that's a very impressive striker 174 striker 174 that, 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 that's, that's not as bad as just, exactly not out not out right i i don't know i was very very impressed with him and and then you know you were talking about jadeja's uh sorry not jadeja jesswell's story you were talking about jesswell's story i'm i'm gobsmacked you know like just rags to fucking riches kind of story and you don't see that um too often often the best players have the, often the players with the most potential have that kind of story that kind of come up and you know, look, man. I mean, he's translated from making Golgope to playing cricket. I'm sure he's got magic in his hands. I wonder if he made good chart. What do you think? Sorry. I wonder if he made good chart. I mean, come on. I think. <laughs> uh, look, man. <laughs> look, but a lot of these players, you know, it's. I think that just gives them the sort of mental strength to play well. Rohit yeah. Sharma, you know, is. We don't really talk about him, but he sold milk for really? to get his first cricket kit. Wow, you should write and a you should write a book. You should write a book about you know all these people's stories. What do you think the googly is, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Look, th- that's amazing. I I think um. You know, I mentioned Jadeja before. I I think I think he did very mid. He did very mid, bro. I'm not gonna lie. So I mean, so- sorry for changing the subject so abruptly, but Jadeja did very mid to me. I was looking forward to seeing what he would do. But fuck, like I was really, I was left so disappointed. Jitesh isn't even worth talking about, I guess, in a way, right? But Jadeja did did really mid in this game to me, man. I'm not going to lie. Look, Jadeja's a big match player. He doesn't, I I typically have seen him perform really well in the really biggest, you know, um, occasions. Except for that damn final, but, you know, still I thought he played <laughs> kind of okay. Um, so, Jadeja plays... He makes a difference. He's just, he's that kind of thorn that people <laughs> expect is going to be there, but just doesn't come out. And there's where he doesn't come out. There's days where, you know, he does perform and he performs so well that he'll clean up eight wickets. He'll catch, no. you know, he'll take three catches. So, you know, at, at this point, questioning Jadeja is just a waste of breath. It's a waste of words, to be really honest with you. He's a low-key guy. But He's a low-key guy. He's, he's not low-key, but I think his form speaks for himself. He's low-key in some regards, yes. But the thing about Jadeja is, is that he does perform when the team needs him to perform. Mm. He Ex- Except, and anyway. 
you know. <laughs> Except in the fight. No. Um, you know, look, all jokes aside, Jadeja is just he's a magnificent spinner, he's a magnificent batsman. Um I really I don't want to show you replays because I know how much you kind of dislike watching replays. You want to see games that are in the current. Um I really think you're going to see a very yeah, different Jadeja yeah, when it comes to the Test Series because India has a, quite an appalling record when it comes to Test Series in South Africa. I think, from memory, I don't think India has... I don't think India has won a Test Series in South Africa. Wow. So, I think when the Test Series come around, I think you're going to see a very different Jadeja. Okay. Hey, well, look, I'm really excited to see that. You know, I've heard a lot of stuff about him. He seems like a fantastic all-rounder. I guess it's just a very you know, not standout performance in that in that game today. Um, but let's see. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to see this. This is obviously the first T20 that I've seen with him in it, I think, um, because he wasn't in the game last time, was he? Yeah, look, I mean, I in the, think in the they're last kind of game, warming... Sorry. Yeah, I think they're kind of warming the, um, the primary squad a little bit more. While they're still trying mm -hmm. to see then, which new players <laughs> fit where, I wouldn't be surprised if Gil was subbed for the next game for Lutturaj Gaikwad. Mm. Um, you know, not to say that Ruturaj is taking his position in the team. I think Gil's very clearly made a, you know, that's proved that the opening, one of the opening positions is his spot right now. But I really do believe that, um, they're going to rest Gil maybe if Gaikwad is subject, you know, subject to fitness, of course, if he's there, they're going to get Gaikwad in the mix, see how he goes with this sort of, you know, these sort of players. But how do you think Virat and Rohit would have, um, done in the squad with these with a lot of these new players i i have no idea you know i don't i don't know very much about those two i like i know a little bit but i don't know very much about them at the end of the day i don't know their their history with t20s i think i think didn't didn't, didn't virat used to be the t20 captain or am i am i virat used to be the captain tripping? for all three formats oh really he used to be the um the captain for all three formats for a very long time. I don't remember. He was he was first given the captaincy for Test. Then it was I think a year or two years after yeah. that it was you know Test and ODI together. Mm. Um, he was a very good captain, <laughs> mm. but it's just uh, he wanted to leave the T Twenty captains and the BCCI didn't want someone who a uh, separate captain for B, uh, the ODI squad, the separate captain for the T Twenty squad, and the separate captain for the Test squad. Uh, ODI, he didn't want to leave the ODI captaincy, and that caused the you know kind of rift between the BCCI and Virat Kohli, getting him to be ousted from White Bull cricket mm -hmm. and to remain captain as the Red Bull, um, you know, remain captain as Red Bull. And he left the Red Bull captaincy. I am not too sure why. There's rumors circulating about that, but I don't want to perpetuate those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was a very talented captain in regards to that. So I don't think he would have had any trouble blending in with new players, yeah. with new kids. I don't think Rohit would have either. Um, you know, as you know, Virat plays the anchoring role. I no, up until the India Australia series that happened after the World Cup, Virat had the highest T Twenty international score ever, and he is considered to not be a very good T Twenty player, which I think is absolute garbage. But it's that same kind of reputation where he takes time to get set, but then when when he once he gets going, he gets going. You know, you've seen mm. Rohit Sharma in form. You've seen Rohit Sharma make those really big knocks, yeah. play those captains' innings. So there's you know nothing I can say about Rohit more than what I've said at the start. But Virat, I think really 
is an exceptional T20 player and there's rumours about him not being included for the squad that's going to be the USA and uh, West Indies in June and I think that would be an obnoxiously grave error. Mm. Because I think I think consistently we've seen that India in the knockout games does not perform well. And there is always, always, always a few early wickets. And I think to not have Virat there to take the team out of that position so someone like Rinku Singh can come in and find the boundaries and let Virat get into his own game. And while he plays his own mm. game, I think could be one of... I think, you know, if Rohit and Virat, two players that are kind of... um not being eyed potentially for this World Cup if they're not on the squad I think that could be one of the biggest mistakes we make at the moment but you know they said this in 2007 when the squad didn't include big names like Tendulkar didn't include big names like Dravid and they won the World Cup that year the first T20 World Cup so maybe I'm talking a bunch of shit we'll get to know in about six months time no fair enough man I, th- I think Rinker and Rohit might even have a familiar like a very similar style in a way um, at least from what it appears to me from watching Rinku play for a very short amount of time. I think I think Rinku and Virat could make a very good partnership. Rinku and Virat could make a very good partnership if Virat was to play. So, I don't know, I'm really excited to see where Rinku's career goes. And, you know, I, I don't understand why he's not getting more push in the media, I guess. Like, I mean, look, I, I obviously the algorithm only pushes out so much content. Yeah, uh, we know about us. that. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Gil, not very much about Rinku. I think I think maybe I've got to do my own research on Rinku and and you know sort of figure him out. But he he's wow. The question you know I have for you, Shash, is then if we were to put Rinku in the primary squad, whose position does he take in the ODIs? ODI Test T Twenty, all three formats. Wow. Um. He's number five player right now. Does he, you know, does the BCCI go, does Rahul Dravid and team go, hey, you've done really well in this position. Let's queue up and put you right there. But then does that mean changing KL Rahul's position or entirely dropping him out of the team? I thought KL had a pretty good, had some pretty good matches, didn't he? I thought KL had some pretty good matches. Maybe Gil, man. I'm not going to lie. Maybe sit Gil out for a little while and, and, you know, see how Rinku performs because I think that this guy has a lot of passion. He has a lot of passion, and he's got the jawline of Zeus. And I'm gonna keep on bringing that up, dude. Have you seen his face? He looks like he, he looks like Steve. He's got a jawline that can cut diamonds. It literally does, bro. He looks like Steve from Minecraft. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like the first thing I thought of when I saw the guy. But you know, there's a lot of memes yeah. on that actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this, you know, that's 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 a very common kind of um... comparison. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, I was really just just to move it a little bit to South Africa because mm-hmm. b- before we do that, actually, please let, let's talk about Urshadeep because he's he's 24, I think. I think he's a young player. I think you told me that the other day, and you know, you said, "Wow, you know, he's a fantastic talent. He's coming up with the with his bowling and stuff." And I don't know. I didn't look. Every game is different, right? I know that, and I understand that some people are just going to be or have off days or the condition. You know, there's a lot of factors that come into play in a strategic game like this. But mm. fuck, man, like, I was I was disappointed again from Arshdeep. I really wanted to see him show up. And he didn't really do anything. He just kind of came and went, you know? Like Vultures by Kanye. Shit came and it just went, you know? Like, 
It's Yeezy sit No. Um, <laughs> look, I was disappointed in Lashley, not in his bowling. He's an excellent bowler. We know that. That There's no question. But to get to that level, you need to be an excellent bowler. Mm. I was really disappointed in Arshdeep in his fielding today. Uh, well, when the game happened. He dropped a few, didn't he? There, he dropped a few and there was a few balls that he should have stopped. And his fielding is something that has been a question previously in the T20 Asia Cup. I was telling you about this last time. He, I don't want to say he exclusively cost us the game, but he was a big contribution in India losing a game to Pakistan because he dropped a wicket of the person who I think gave the final runs or the partnership that gave the final runs. The wicket that India needed, that was in Arshdeep's hands and he dropped. That very iconic photo of Rohit Sharma screaming is from that photo. No. Yep. Fuck. So his his fielding has been a question in the past. Mm. And I was very disappointed in his fielding. He just... He, What's up with I him? Hate... Like, what is actually up? Like, look, I know the ball... I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I know the ball is moving a lot faster than it looks on the telly. Right? I know that. But use your legs. Like, you don't you have legs for a reason? <laughs> no, look. He just kind of he just kind of like half jogs it from what I remember. I really it's like, what's your problem? Hate, I really hate to say this to players, and I really hate to give this intent because no one, even you, if I put you in the Indian squad, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be the person that loses that game for India. Yeah, right? that would fucking suck. But I really hate saying this, and I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to say it regardless. He looked lethargic. He looked like there mm. was a lack of intent. Mm. And. You know, I hate to do this again, but you compare these players to Kohli and you compare these players to Rohit, but... And I'm not commenting about dropped catches. Look, dropped catches can happen. It's part yeah, of the game. Yeah. I'm talking about fielding, running for the ball, stopping runs is what I'm commenting on. Giving you it a are shot. never going to see Rohit Sharma. Or you're never going to see Virat Kohli not giving 120% stop a ball. <laughs> you're never going to see... KL Rahul not absolutely bending his hamstring just to get that damn ball that's six meters lateral to his left, right? It's Surya Kumar Yadav is an exceptional fielder. You're never not going to see him trying to run and make opportunities in the field. And these players are young. Why are they, why is their fielding not up to mark? Mm-hmm. Mukesh Kumar's fielding I wasn't happy with, right? You said you were disappointed at Arshdeep. Why were you disappointed with him? Was it the fielding? I, th- I think it was the fielding, definitely. And um, it was just kind of disappointing. But it was it was a lot of the bowling as well. Like, you see, he's a pace bowler, isn't he? He's, a, yeah, he pace and swing. Yeah, I, I thought Maybe he had seam, some... Maybe I'm not sure. Who? Keep on going, though. Look, I, I think he had some great bowls, right? But I, I, didn't, I just didn't see anything that was extraordinary, I guess. Yep. I don't know what I expect when I see, when I say extraordinary. I guess I expect a Bumrah or a Siraj even. But no, no, look, let me Shami, make this right? exceptionally clear to you. Bumrah, Siraj, and Shami are one of the greatest bowlers. Well, all three of them are some of the greatest bowlers you're going to ever see yeah. that have ever picked a bowler. <laughs> By the way, um, Arshdeep is a left arm, medium fast bowler. He can medium do fast. swings from what I have seen, but I could be wrong here, right? 
And he's you know, some people say he's more of a swing bowler, but you know he can move the ball sideways. So you know I'd say he's more a swing. But Adi, let me ask you Pop- a question. Let me, let me yes. Uh, let me ask you a question. Right? What is the point of being a medium fast bowler? It's like you can't. You're not like an expert at swing. You're not an expert at spin. You're not an expert at the googly. You're not an expert at a yorker. You're not an expert at doing fast balls. You're not an you're not an expert at doing slow balls. You're just like right down the bloody middle. Like that's mid, isn't that literally the definition of mid? Okay. Like and just so nothing special. Just completely standing in as a medium pacer, right? No. What's his USP? Like, what is it with him? USP. I haven't heard that word in years shash you can never convince <laughs> me that you're an englishman after that saying that <laughs> what okay, is it though so, what is it you know we talk about Ashdeep being a medium pacer right mm-hmm. what do you think medium means shash I, I think it's 130 i think i think that's around 130 right 130 140 yeah right I dare say mm-hmm. that shouldn't even be medium. That should be fast bowling. A lot of boomerang bowls are at that speed. Okay. But the thing about one thirty one, he can swing it. That's why he's in the team, and he's he's quite exceptional because he is really good at the depth. He doesn't mm. give runs. That's the one thing about Ashdeep. He mm. may not take wickets as brutally as uh, as you know Shami can or as as um, boomerang can, but this guy can defend scores, and that's mm. why he's in the team. You can build teams around him. Like I said, you know, for Ravi Bishnoi. Expert of the Google um, He gives the captain that freedom to build a team around him. That, hey, look, hey. I've got one over dedicated for this guy at the end, where if I have 10 runs that need to be saved in a six-ball over, my boy Arshdeep can save it for me. Mm. So, you know, and we say 130, 140 is a medium ball. What's the point of a medium pacer? Well, it's that same thing like I told you in the first episode variation is key cricket is a game of training you do anything to break a batsman's concentration and to break away from that training you are most likely going to get their wicket you've got to break the pattern break the pattern and the thing about medium paces is right medium i say with that let's say he's bowling 130 consistently you get used to his speed you drop a 110 or you drop a 120 all of a sudden the batsman's accepting a ball to come at a certain rate he swings a lot earlier than he should and yeah, boom, it's bold. I get that. Well, look, I'm, I'm. Let's see how it goes tomorrow. I think, Adi, just to bring it back, you know, just just to bring it back a little bit. I I, I appreciate that specialty from Arshdeep. You know, the ability to stay consistent, to vary it up a little bit in the uh, micro in the micro side of it. You know, uh, uh, I I understand why that's valuable. So thank you for explaining that. But bringing yeah. it back, how, how do you think that? India would have done without Siraj on the bowling side. I reckon. <laughs> and, 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 and also, and also, um, where was Bishnoi this game? That's really weird. That there's been there've been questions about Bishnoi. He's he's currently ranked the number one T Twenty bowler. So there's a real conversation of why Bishnoi isn't in the team. I'm not sure where he is. I'll give a quick call to my boy um, Dravid and Surya. <laughs> ask them where Bishnoi Sky. was. But Sky. Sky. My apologies. Jesus. Sorry, Sorry Mumbai Indians fans. Like Karo <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, I'm not okay. sure where Vishnu is. Mm. I, I think maybe they subbed him out for Kuldeep this game, who can bowl a very similar kind of um, 
line length style to him, maybe. Maybe mm. it was that. Maybe it was just they wanted to rest Bishnoi for the te- you know, for the last game that's coming up. Um not too sure about Bishnoi to be really honest with you. Siraj, I think if Siraj wasn't there, I reckon the game would have been finished by the thirteenth or fourteenth over. Maybe I dare Fuck. say the twelfth. <laughs> it would have he been that bad. Really? Siraj is a damn hard person to play with. He can just swing it, right? When he has his off days, he has his off days. There were days in the World Cup where it looked like, why is this guy, ever, you know, why is this guy in blue? Why is he representing India? But then he has games like he did in South Africa where he was unplayable for the overs that he played. And he scored the scoring rate down enough. And, you know, if India had an extra 10, 20 runs, maybe Siraj could have made the difference at the end. You know, but no point living in maybe. Siraj, I think if he wasn't there, you know, to answer your question, Shash, I think India wouldn't have lost. Sorry, South Africa would have finished the game in about 13, 12 overs, I dare say. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, I, I think you're right. You know, Siraj seems to be a very difficult player to bat against. And he did, I feel, I feel like I agree with you. He did have some off days during the ODI. So I'm very, yeah. ple- I was very pleased to see his fantastic performance in this game. And I'm excited to see what he does tomorrow. You know, in the Asia Cup final, Boo. he batted Sri Lanka all out for how much? He bowled, sorry. He bowled them out for how much? It wasn't all him, but I believe eight wickets went to him that day. How? What was Sri Lanka's final score when they got all out? 99. This is an 99. ODI game, by the way. Oh, 50 okay, okay. over game, not a T20 game. 99. This, hap- this game happened before the World Cup. 99. 50. Huh? <laughs> Bullshit. They made one run and over? They didn't last 50 overs. Fuck. And, and, and Siraj was responsible for that? I mean, eight Siraj wickets. was responsible for that. Single-handedly, right? I'm not even going to say, oh, you know, someone else single-handedly Siraj got that and he created so much pressure on them. Fuck. When was this game? Let's check the exact date. This was the final of the Asia Cup, so this was before the World Cup started, but... 2021. Oh, no, no, it was this year. It was this year, before the World Cup, the, you know. Literally, 2023? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this was... Fuck. 17th of September. So, Sri Lanka lasted 15.2 overs. India chased this in 6.1 overs. Wow. Wow, sorry, my, bro. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, Siraj took seven wickets. Mm. Uh, he was player of the match. He gave away 21 runs only. I was actually quite disappointed in his performance, to be honest. How dare you give nearly 50% of the runs of a game? It's just, it's terrible bowling from Siraj. <laughs> it's just not good enough. You know, you look at Jaspreet Bumrah, right? He gave away 23 runs that game. Just not good enough. Just not good enough. How can you give 23 runs away and give nearly 50% of the game? <laughs> I can't even laugh about this. It was just, it was shockingly good. That performance. That is, that's insane, bro. Look, Laughed. look, I, I, I do think, Adi, that... That South Africa, right? I mean... Let's move to South Africa for a little bit because we haven't really spoken about South Africa in this particular game. It was game. six wickets for Siraj, not even seven. But yes, South Africa. So, I haven't seen South Africa play properly, right? So a lot of these players I was newly introduced to in this match, in, the, well, mm. in this match. Um, mm. 
and and you know just one thing I noticed right off the bat is they were very consistent, right? Maybe maybe yep. that was a lack of consistency on the Indian bowling side, okay. but you know you look at India's scorecard and it's just you know you have basically three players: Rinku, Varma, Yadav, who made like the bulk of those runs. Maybe Jadeja. It was Rinku and Sky versus South Africa. Exactly, exactly. I think I think we spoke about this a little bit earlier yeah. today as well. It mm. was Rinku and, and Yadav versus South Africa. But, you know, you look at South Africa's scorecard and it's it's fairly consistent, you know, apart from Hendricks who who, you know, really did great. It it was it was, you know, an even spread. But I have to say, I, I do have a favorite. I do have a favorite, and I think that's Makram. I don't know why. Okay. His style He's the captain really... of the side, I believe. Oh wow, okay. Well look, his style really speaks to me. You mm-hmm. know, he he didn't have an amazing strike, right? It's, it's obviously not as good as Britsky's or Hendrix's. But Spell Britsky's name. Spell it without looking at all. <laughs> I've literally got it in front of me. You know, I'm gonna get it right. But but yeah, yeah. Without I, was, I, was, I was watching the highlights today, and it was in Hindi, and I'm like, what the fuck does this say? Like, I actually do. I had no idea that this is how you would spell it. Um, but but look, I, I really liked Markram's start. I thought he was. Mm. He had a fantastic style, and he's a, he's not a half bad bowler either. Right? Sorry, he's not half bad a bowler. From what we've seen, yeah, he can. You know, he gives runs away, but he can take wickets. Mm. You know, he did for this game. Um, these players are deadly. Yeah, they. South Africa's batting, I think, goes down to six or seven, and not bad batting. Batting that can change the course of the game goes down to seven. Right? We talk about... We talk about the previous captain, Temba Bavuma, not being the best of batsmen or not having the greatest form. His domestic record is prolific. It's the same with these South African batsmen. South African just has this habit of producing batsmen that can hit the ball and play under-pressure knocks make big runs in very little balls. You haven't seen this man play, but it, it used to be a player called A.B. de Villiers. Yeah, must have yeah, heard yeah, yeah. Something I've, of definitely, him, yeah. I've heard a lot about this guy. Apparently he's fantastic, isn't he? He's one of the greatest batsmen ever. And... Ever, right? Yeah. Before him, you know, South African, there's always just been one or two players that come from South Africa that have just wowed. Before it was, mm. you know, before A.B., it was Jack Jackus Carlos. Right? He's an all-rounder. But if you look at his bowling, he looks like one of the greatest bowlers. If you look at his batting, he looks like one of the greatest batsmen of all time. Just a fantastic athlete. And he was just a fantastic athlete. That's a very good way of putting things, right? So, yeah, look, man. South Africa, I think looking at South African batting, David Miller did really well. I was, you know, looking forward to Miller. Um, Bro, he had it. I, I, okay, and and just just to add on to what I was saying earlier, Markram and Miller really stood out to me the most. You know, I think I think Hendricks, I actually completely forgot. Oh no, he was written as Reza on the on the on the board. He did great. He did great. <laughs> um, Britsky was just oh my goodness, that, that was a shame, wasn't it? I wanted to he, see what he actually did. If if you look at what he got out on, he was playing. He played four, uh, sixteen runs from seven balls. Yeah, right. He had a strike rate of 228.57, from which one six and one four came. Right? It's mental. Markram had a strike rate of, you know, the the lowest strike rate here is 116 from Tristan Stubbs. 
And that's not you even that bad. He made two boundaries. Two yeah. Sorry? I just said he had two boundaries. Yeah, you know, he exactly. He's had two boundaries as well, right? South Africa is just, you know, and Marco Janssen still had to come in. If Marco Janssen came in, I reckon this game wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. And I, and I, from memory, I don't think Tristan Subs was actually trying to score as many runs. I, th- I believe from memory, he was just trying to rotate um, the strike with Andil. I'm not even going to try and pronunciate his last name. Um. But um, South Africa is just at that position where their bowling did well, their batting did well. Shamsi, I thought, did really well in terms of bowling. He was spinning yes. the ball at the start. And maybe Shamsi, you know, maybe there wasn't enough for the bowlers when, you know, the kind of atmosphere settled in and it started to rain in the second half of the game but you know a lot of the people in the comments really quite spoke to us about the pitch and the conditions there and it kind of you know there was one comment that said if you're in an international team you should be taking wickets regardless of what the conditions are and and i and i do agree to that to some extent so i'm not going to blame it all on the pitch i think you know the indian bowling side needed to step up today but i think south africa played both batting and bowling exceptionally well Right. Um, you know, you look at the South African bowling, you look at what, you know, you look at what Jansen did, you look at what Williams did, you look at what Coatsy did specifically, right? Coatsy had a really quite he had quite a great World Cup as well. Right? Shamsi only took one wicket, but he looked like he was, you know, he was dangerous that night. Who's Kotsky? So Kotsky right now is one of Kotsky. the um swing bowlers from South Africa. Right. So he, you know, he's got that. He's a right-hand bowler. He's, you know, he bowls pace. Um, He got Jadeja out, I think, from, you know, he got Jadeja out yesterday. And, you know, he had a very prolific kind of send-off to Jadeja going, you know, think about which shot you play. I want to see what Jadeja does to him in the next game because he is quite, quite a spirited player that way, Jadeja. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, no, Coatsy's a very, very talented bowler at the moment. He, a lot of people are really quite, um, you know, rating him quite highly at the moment. I think for Coatsy, there needs to be a little bit more before we can make general conclusions, you know, but, you know, overall, he's a right arm fast bowler. Okay. Okay. Talk to, just before we, before we wrap up for this game, I uh, want you to talk to me a little bit. I, I, I'm absolutely obsessed. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I've brought this up a couple of times. But that the Vatbritsky run out was fucking hilarious to me, man. Like I actually I was like, no way, this has actually happened, bro. Talk to me a little bit about it, please. You'd think that <laughs> happens <laughs> you'd think that happens quite rarely in international cricket, but you'll see the majority of runouts happen exactly in that fashion. Boom. Where there's a miscommunication between the two batsmen, one runs and the other isn't willing to give his wicket up, and the other just gets bowled. You you're gonna see, right? Britsky didn't even bother running. Because he knew there's just no way it's going to happen. And there was actually a miscommunication from India's fielding where they threw the ball to the wrong mm-hmm. side of the damn crease. Jadeja had to take the ball and throw it back to the other side to get the wicket, right? So it's just miscommunications like that can really break the momentum of the game. But if you're going to see a lot of the... um kind of classic runouts happen exactly in that fashion. The day I Ooh. believe Rohit made his second double century, Virat Kohli got out the exact same way. Really? Where it's, there, it's, there, it's, there it's were always going to be that. It's always going to be that. Very rarely you're going to see a genuine run out where the batsman did not make it to the crease. Well, you are going to see it and you, it's going to keep increasing. 
because people tend to take that risky single now a lot more than they did, you know, five, 10 years ago. But a lot of the most classic runouts that you'll see, if you watch highlights of the sport, are going to be that exact same thing where one batsman came, <laughs> he said to take the strike, take the, you know, in the India Australia game, the first time, the first game, Rutharaj Gaikwad got dismissed for the exact same reason where Jaiswal told him to run, didn't give him the strike, told him to go back, and there was just no way for Rutharaj to make the make yep. the distance. Wow, man. Fair enough. I mean, ju- just to confirm, because maybe I'm remembering it wrong, I thought I thought Britsky was the one who ran, and then Frieza was the one who stayed. Because Britsky was the one who got run out, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's correct. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, bro. Like, I didn't know that, you know, that kind of communicated. Like, didn't... Riza see that his partner has like literally run all the way and he was looking right at him man <laughs> Look, no, no 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 from what I saw from what I saw um, Reza told him to stop a little bit earlier but it just in the moment you know you keep running you yeah. know, adrenaline's pumping through your veins you mm. don't realise what you're doing a lot of the time and, and you saw you saw Britsky swear you saw him throw his bat you you know you saw him in the highlights look kind of going yeah. how could this happen to me so that instant regret it's very, it's very annoying when yeah. it happens to a batsman, but you're going to see a lot of the great batsmen. It's happened to nearly all of them. If you play yeah. long enough, it's going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough, man. Look, I, I am very, very impressed with what I saw tonight from South Africa. And, you know, obviously we'll reconnect tomorrow and I'm, I'm really, really excited to talk about the game tomorrow. I don't give a fuck whether India wins or loses. I want to see a fantastic South African side just so uh, I can explore these players a little bit more and, and you know, really see what... My favorites so far, Miller and Markram do. And yeah, just, 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 you know, see where that goes. No, uh, but look, man, let, let's reconnect tomorrow after we watch the match tonight. And, um, and yeah, super excited to see what's, what's about to come from both sides. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you for tonight, Shash. Thank you for your time. Thank you to the viewers for listening. Thank you for watching our shorts, subscribing to the channel, following us on TikTok, Instagram, and shorts, hitting that like button, Chennai, RCB. CSK fans, let's go. We'll catch you in the next one, guys. Thank you. Thanks.